Welcome to the Faith-Led Business Podcast, a home for entrepreneurs who want to take their God-given gifts and use them to strategically create a legacy of success for themselves and the people that they serve. My name is Monica Perez Burnett. I am your host, mom of eight with two sets of twins. I am a visibility coach, lover of all things tech, and I aim for you to live a life of faith over fear. Faithpreneurs, good morning. Today we are going to be talking about a very important question. And the question is, who do you say that I am? We're going to be reading from Luke 9 verses 18 through 20. Who do you say that I am? This is a powerful question because our answer is completely in alignment with how we show up in life and how we show up in our businesses. There is no other way around it. Your response to this question determines your day, determines your vision, determines every aspect of your life. And so that's why it's super important. And I'm going to be sharing with you a few other things as well that I think are really going to uh, just convict us. This is not about motivation. This is not about a hurrah, hurrah moment. While yes, God wants us to participate in his joy and delight in him and be all the things with him. He is not a momentary thing. (laughs) He is eternal. And he wants us to walk from that perspective of the eternal. And he wants us to understand our role in that by understanding who we believe him to be. So let's go ahead and I am going to read to you uh, our scripture for today which is Luke 9, 18 through 20. It says, Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, notice Jesus is a master question asker. (laughs) He loved to ask questions. The truth is he already knew the answer to all of these questions. He knew what they were going to say. But it was a way to motivate, to engage, to spark, to spark a new way of being, a new level of understanding, a new lens with which to view things. And so he asked them, hey, who do the crowds say that I am? And this was their response. They said, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah. And still others, that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. Then he asked them, but what about you? Who do you say I am? And Peter answered, God's Messiah. Later on in that chapter, Jesus goes to say, Peter, you are blessed because you could not have known this on your own. God revealed this to you. 
God revealed this to you. About two months ago, I was with my high-level coaching group, The Collective, and I purchased this book a while back. It was in December of last year. If you take a look, it's called The Rose Book of Bible Charts, Maps, and Timelines. And as I was looking through this book, I found a little gold mine. And it was this page that I'll show you here that says the names of God. And then the next page was Jesus and the names of God. And when I went down that list, I was blown away. Because literally the description of the names of Jesus and also the other page, the names of God, were the answer to every single one of my problems. It was the answer to every single one of my problems. Who do you say that I am? For us, the question may be, Lord, who are you for me today? Because we have lots of struggles on a daily basis. It could be relational with other people. It could be personal where we are in agony. We feel guilt or shame around something. It could be physical where we are just not feeling well. It could be our finances. It could be so many different things that we are facing on a daily basis. And God created us in his image. He created us to walk as him. And so when we're in the middle of these circumstances, we need to be able to ask, God, who are you for me in this moment? Who are you? If you don't know the nature of God, if you have not spent enough time with him, the answer to that is going to be very hard to find. And so because we don't know how to pair the answer to that with God, we end up trying to find the answers elsewhere. And that's where we get into trouble. Because the answers in another human being will never be the best option. Us in our finite capabilities, us with our limitations and our lacks and our gaps, we could never be more than what God could be for us. So what I want to do for you today is bring in this reminder. I know I did this months, months ago, but I'm telling you, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget who he is for us. You hear in that song, the blessing that's very popular right now. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. But I can almost guarantee you there are so many people saying he is for me in what way? 
He's for me. Okay, that's good. But what does that even mean? And so that's why I want to read this to you to ignite in you that determination, that truth, that foundation that you can stand on today as you go and you work your business, as you go and you are the example, as you are not even the example, you are him in the world. You are the kingdom in the world. And so walking in lack, walking in uh, overwhelm and stress and all of these things, those are not characteristics of the God that I'm going to read of what his nature is right now. And so if we are experiencing those things, then we have not taken the time to find God in that secret place. We've heard about him, we've read about him, but we don't know him. Because in that secret place, he shields you from the world. You become impenetrable, you become untouchable. What was that Disney movie? The Is it The Untouchables? I forget, those, the family of like superheroes. You literally become untouchable. You go buttonless. I love that one because people are like, what does that even mean? Nobody can push your buttons. Why? Because you know the answer to the question. Who do you say that I am? You know who he is. So I'm going to read for you really quickly the answers to that question that I found in this book. I got it off of Amazon, if anybody wants to grab it. Rose Book of Bible Charts, Maps, and Timelines. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. So here are the different names for God, Jesus, slash both. Let's see. Jesus is life-giving. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus is Olam, the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. We are so worried about the next steps, my friends. We are so worried about the next steps. And we forget that we serve a God who's already been there, who's waiting for us at the next step. Imagine him just sitting there with his popcorn like, okay, someday she'll get here. Someday when she makes up her mind to trust me, yep, she'll take the next step. Someday she'll believe in herself like I believe in her. Someday she'll see the value that I have that I see in her that she doesn't see in herself. Someday, someday she'll make it here. And when she makes it here, then I'll be able to open other doors for her. We forget that's the God that we serve. And so we are tiptoeing into those cold waters and we're like, ooh, it's too cold. No, I'm just gonna stay over here on the sand, on the beach where it's nice and cozy and fun. And I don't have to stretch myself. I don't need to shake or shiver. I don't need to experience anything bad. And that's enough. Yet we live lives without purpose, 
we live depressed, we live with all we live with all of these situations because we're not willing to go where he has called us to go. And we're not willing to understand. He's got this. He literally plucked us out of eternity. I like how Christine Kane says this. He plucked us out of eternity and placed us in this generation for a purpose and on purpose. Do you believe he's the beginning and the end? If you do, then you will know that this is not the end of your story. It's not. If you're here another day, it's not. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. See, there are conditions here for never going hungry and never being thirsty. First, you have to come to him. You have to go to him. This is not... Your faith is not something where you just sit and wait for things to happen. It is active and engaging. It requires a daily decision from you. From you to want to move with him. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. My friends, the question is, are you coming and are you believing? Because if right now you are experiencing hunger and thirst, then that's maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the issue. Jesus is Yahweh Rohi. The Lord is my shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd knows the individual sound of each one of his sheep. And the sheep know him as well. Did you know that way back in the day, maybe they even do it now, but way back in the day, in Jesus's time, there would be about a hundred sheep that a shepherd would be taking care of. And at night, so that the other shepherds could get some rest, they would take turns. And so you would bring about a thousand sheep. Let's say there were 10 of them, a thousand sheep together for one shepherd to take and watch over during the night. While the other nine went into town and got some rest. But the next morning, the shepherds would come back to grab their flocks. And all they would need to do was make a little sound. And those sheep knew exactly who to go to. They knew the sound of the shepherd. They knew his voice. Are we talking so much with our long list of, please help me with this, that we are not taking the time to hear him? That we are not taking the time to hear him. He's saying, hey, let's go from here to here. But you're so busy and obsessed with here that you don't have time to move anywhere else. 
is not even in your uh, field of like awareness. It's because we're not taking the quiet time to spend with him to know what his voice sounds like. Whenever I say, oh my gosh, God told me to do this or to do that, people are like, well, how do you hear God? That's weird that you're actually like hearing a voice. What's going on? <laughs> Monica, you're so strange. Just imagine, this is how I hear him. Some people hear God, not even audibly, it's like through pictures, through images. Yesterday I was talking with my friend Lynette and she's like, that's how he, he talks to me. He speaks to me through images. And I'm like, okay, I get it, Lord, because she's very visual. He'll speak to you in your language. Trust me, whatever is your gift, that's how he'll speak to you. I like to talk. Therefore, he's like, well, Monica needs to hear a voice. So when I hear him speaking to me, it's actually in my own voice. But I know never in a million years, it's a thought that I would have thought up. Or they're words that I would have said. Some of them are words I don't even know that come up. And that's how I know it's him. Do we know the voice of the shepherd? Jehovah, Jesus is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. That's past tense. Yet we live in the present broken. He says, you have been healed. Why are we not experiencing this? Literally, it's because of the two other things I just spoke about. Are we coming? Are we believing? Are we hearing? Jesus is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. How many of us today feel weak? Like we just rather throw in the towel. Like this is just all too much. Like entrepreneurship is for the birds. I'm tired of treading water. I'm tired of investing so much time and money. I'm just tired of all the things. I wish it could be easier, yet every single day is a grind. And we spend so much time focused on the grind that we forget the grace. We forget his grace. We forget that he is sufficient. Why don't we go spend time with the one who is enough for us? We just want the answers to it all, but we never spend time with the one who is the answer. It's not he has the answer, he is the answer. See, when we see it as that, who do you, when he's saying to us, who do you say that I am? 
Lord, you are the answer. Let me go spend some time with you. And it will all just download. Do you guys remember the story I shared a few months ago where I was praying over in my closet, you know, my go-to place to hide from the kids. And he took me to Daniel 4, where it was the whole story of of the king who had had this vision of this big old tree and the tree in the vision or in the dream was chopped in half. And Daniel comes and he says, well, you know what, king? The, the tree symbolizes your kingdom, which was the biggest at the time. He was mega rich. And because you are saying this is all about you and all of this is because of you, it's going to be taken away until you recognize who your source is. Do you guys remember that whole story I shared a while back? So then immediately God convicted me and he's like, Monica, you've been spending way too much time trying to figure out your brand colors, trying to figure out your website, trying to figure out this and that, like literally hours and hours on end. Yet you have spent no time with me. No time with me. All of the work you're doing will be meaningless without me in the middle of it. And I repented and I cried and I was like, oh, shoot. I have been a total like nincompoop. (laughs) That's a mom word right there. (laughs) And what did God do? Because he saw, he saw that I knew my focus was in the wrong place. Immediately, you guys can go back and watch the the replay of it. It is a few months ago. He literally started, I have my notebook here and I can show it to you guys. He started giving me hex codes. I started writing them down. I didn't know they were hex codes at the moment. Those are color codes. And he gave me my exact brand colors. And those exact brand colors had meanings because if you go into color psychology, specific meanings to the calling that he has on my life and what my brand should represent. I mean, how crazy is that? How crazy is it? If you go to the website, faithledbusiness.com, you will see my new brand colors. He made a perfect palette. That's like almost impossible. It is impossible to just randomly put numbers together and have it be a perfect palette. But the only reason why that happened, it's not because Monica's special and she has a special ability to hear God. It's because I realized where my focus was and who I was not seeing God as. I wasn't seeing him as all sufficient, as being enough. I had to figure it out on my own and I was killing myself doing it. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. How many times do we say we feel like we are alone? We feel alone. I'm alone. Jesus is saying, I am with you. Who do you say I am? 
Lord, you are with me in the middle, in the thick of it, in the good and in the bad. I am never alone. I may have been abound, uh, abandoned. I may have been broken by other human beings, but you in your infinite love for me will never leave me alone. Ever. That is Jesus, Emmanuel. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. If you are not feeling peace, it's because you have not seen if you you have not seen him as Jehovah Shalom. He doesn't bring peace, he is peace. He's not a peacemaker, he is peace. When you are with him, you feel like what the word shalom means, nothing missing, nothing broken. So I bring all of these, and there are more, but I'm not, I'm not going to take more time on it. I bring these reminders to you. Because in every part of our day, in every conversation, in every new project, in every new action, we need to be able to answer that question. Who do you say that I am? And because Peter said, you are God's Messiah, and Jesus said, the only way you could have known that is because God revealed it to you. We need to be in a place where God is consistently revealing to us who he is in that moment. And we will not take the labels, the descriptions, the, uh, the claiming over our lives that the world decides to give us. Nobody's got time for that. Those labels are the ones that keep us strapped into our car seats. <laughs> That's right, I said it, car seats. Because we're not driving the car when we listen to the world. We let somebody else drive the car. So the world is just saying, put your car seat, you know, your seatbelt on the car seat and hang on for the ride because I'm going to take you and your emotions and your whole life wherever I want to take it. And God is saying, uh-uh, excuse me, do you know who you are? You are the head and not the tail. You are a king. You are a royal priesthood. You are a son and a daughter. Do you not know what access you have because of that? Go get in the car. Turn it on and start driving. Start driving because you know who I am. You know where I'm going to take you. You know I'm going to get you there safely. And you know my, that this is timely, but you know there's going to be enough gas in the tank for you to get there. It's timely because here in the East Coast, there's no gas. Yet God can get you anywhere you need to be. He always finds a way. He's the beginning and the end. He is the provider. He is your shepherd. 
He is your healer. He is all sufficient. He is God with you. And he is your peace. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. Anything that I can take off of my plate, the burdens that I've been carrying, the responsibility that I've been carrying to make sure that things work out out of my own efforts, I am very happy to leave that and to know that I can just take who I am, my gifts, my desires, his dreams made reality in me, bring those to the marketplace and see people's lives changed. All because I decided to get into a car and drive it knowing, knowing the answers to the questions, who do you say that I am? So let's go ahead, let's pray this day in and let's make sure, let's make sure that we make it a priority to figure out who he is. And the only way to figure it out is not going to be studying about him. It's going to be spending time with him. Lord, I have no idea who you are in my life. I don't know how to answer these questions. I haven't had that experience with you. I've kind of just equated you to how maybe my dad or my parents treated me. So I haven't wanted to be around you. They weren't very nice to me or they were too strict or they were this and that. So now I feel like you're too strict and you're too this and that. And there's only rules to follow with you. But if you take a look at these descriptions, this doesn't look like a God who is just about rules. This looks like a God who loves you dearly. He not only loves you, he likes you. This looks like a friend. I tell my kids, you know who your new best friend is? Holy Spirit. Ask him before you go and do anything that your classmates ask you to do. That's just how it is. So here we go. Father God, we are just thankful that you would bring into remembrance for each and every one of us who you are. Or this may be the first encounter that we have with a God who is all the things that we need, who has all the answers that we are searching for, that we are agonizing over. We spend so much time in the what ifs and the hows. And it's not the what ifs and the hows, it's the who. Who are you, Lord? Who are you in us? What does that mean? What does that mean for today? What does that mean for my parenting? What does that mean for my relationship with my spouse? What does that mean for the way that I show up for my clients? Just what does it mean? What does it look like? Lord, reveal that to us. I, we know it has nothing to do with our striving. You already won it all on the cross. So we don't need to take one more step in striving, we need to come in love. We need to come 
trying to make the desires of our hearts in alignment with yours. And the only way to do that, Lord, is going to be sitting with you and letting you cover us, letting you take us to that secret place that no one can get to, that no one can take away from us because no one knows how to get there except me and you. Father God, I ask for your protection, for your blessing over each and every one of these faithpreneurs. May they walk boldly today. May they be unashamed of who they are and who you are. And may they shine their light in the world. May the darkness never feel like it has the upper hand. Never feel like it's driving the car and we have to strap on our seat belts in the car seat. We are not children in you, Lord. We are royalty. So we thank you, Father, because we know you will never leave us or forsake us. There is nothing you have called us to do that we cannot accomplish. You are the answer to all of our needs. And for that, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, my friends. Well, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If you feel that this message was important for somebody in your life, someone you know, someone who maybe has forgotten how to answer this question or has never answered it, please feel free to sprinkle this out. As my good friend Monica says, sprinkle this out to them, hit the button and have them listen to it because this may convict them to be able to have freedom, true freedom in their lives. If you are not yet part of the text squad, I invite you to do that. You can either text the word faith to 408-539-9611 and you will get the general updates of when I'm going live and all the things. Or you can also, if you want to participate in our weekly scripture memorization, you can text the word Bible to 408-539-9611. All right, guys, love you all. If you have any special prayer requests or anything, feel free to put them in the comments and our community will stand by you. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Bye-bye.